What's up everyone? This is Mayowa, your host, and you are listening to the Six Figure Entrepreneur Podcast. More people than ever are building cool stuffs online from the scratch, solving problems and making a lot of money in the process. And on this show, I sit down with these amazing six-figure entrepreneurs to share their entrepreneurial journeys, the ideas, the opportunities, the strategy they are taking advantage of so the rest of us can do the same. And now, let's get the show started. Hi everyone, my name is Mayowa and I'm the founder of the book called a book publishing agency that helps business entrepreneurs write and publish a book that helps them become an instant authority in their niche and feed, build more credibility, amplify their reach and also get more clients for their business. I'm also the host of this show and on this episode of the Six Figure Entrepreneur, I've got another awesome guest in the house and before we get started, uh, before I get ahead of myself, I'll just pass the mic to him. Uh, Brad will introduce himself, tell us a bit about himself, then we get the show started. What's on? So my name is Bradley Goff. I'm the chief executive and founder of a UK-based company called Groobook. What Groobook is effectively is what it says on the tin. We're a group bookings platform that helps people arrange nights out a lot more conveniently. We make the group booking process and payment individual and simplify getting together with groups of friends for nights out. Okay, yeah, glad to have you on this uh, episode of the Six Figure Entrepreneur Podcast, Brad. Thank you. Okay, so to get, to get the show started, can you just tell us a bit about how you got started as an entrepreneur? How did all this all started for you? So it started when I was when I was quite young, to be honest. So back when I was at sort of school and, and things like that, I was the kid from the estate who um, was, you know, cutting lawns at the weekends to try and make some extra cash, so printing flyers and things like that. Um, I actually started my first proper business, if you like, when I was 18, 19, and that was, that was in recruitment, um, where I'd worked for a few years, just always had the, the entrepreneurial bug, um, started a few recruitment companies, learned a lot of lessons on the, along the way, but basically failed them both. Uh, and that brought me to, it'll be three years next month that we thought, we, we thought of the idea for Groobook and it's developed ever since. Obviously, building a hospitality app during the pandemic wasn't the, the smartest move, but it's taught me a lot about um, resilience, determination, uh, and the fact that, you know, it doesn't matter what the situation is elsewhere. It's about how much hustle you put into every day, making sure you get the most out of every day and then, you know, pushing forward from there. So it all started from when I was, like I say, 13, 14, cutting lawns and has progressed to uh, the company where, you know, a company at the moment that's, that's valued it in, in millions, basically. So it's it's been an interesting journey, to say the least. Okay, that's it's very awesome. This episode is uh, majorly meant to for you to share your story of how you built our uh, our group book are from the scratch to where it is today. So can you just tell us how has been the journey for you starting a group book from the scratch and uh, where it's, it's right now? Yeah, so again, this you know the idea was conceived in, in 2019 and it's very much based around my friendship group uh, and, and the people that you know I'm close to in my life. So I'm always the person who seems to organize everything for when everyone's getting together and sort of we went to a friend's leaving party, was moving from Nottingham to Glasgow to join the Navy. And sort of got talking to him. He he had about 20, 25 guests. And we started talking to him about the frustrations. And I resonated with those quite quickly, having the same issues. You know, you know what it's like when you go out with a friend sometimes, you you organize something, you pay for something, they don't pay you back straight away, you're chasing money, they're asking you the same questions all the time. What time are we going? What's the date? What are we doing? And and I, I effectively came away from that with 
an idea around how to make group get together simple. And I sort of thought, surely, surely it's been done before, or surely there's something out there that maybe I don't know about. And, and there wasn't. So that was 2019, uh, August. So by the October after the August, so two months after we had a fully fledged idea, we'd uh, myself and my co-founder, Ollie Pod, both quit our, our full-time jobs in a bid to pursue something that was in the tech space, which hadn't worked uh, and see where we could end up with it. And, you know, the rest is history. But from, from that point, we spent a lot of time and money meeting with CTOs, meeting with head of medias, meeting with uh, investors and sort of naively took that advice that we'd managed to raise millions straight off the bat without any proof of concept and, uh, you know, that sort of thing. And we, we listened to that, unfortunately. So we spent three or four months just meeting a lot of really smart people to gain an understanding of of what was to do. And it, it came to January 2020 and we was out of cash. You know, none of us had jobs anymore because we, we naively left our jobs. And then the pandemic started hitting. So COVID was, was coming into play. Uh, and we had to make a decision at that point and, and sort of say, right, OK, do we, do we actually ca- carry on with this? Do we pursue it or do we walk away from it and say that, you know, make excuses, say the timing's not right, the market's not right, we can't get any money, you know, we, we're not developers, we're not engineers, we can't build this thing. And ultimately, we, we decided to turn around and said, you know what, let, let's go after it. Um, and we did that. And despite, you know, none of us having any tech background or engineering background or dev background or anything like that, and knowing anyone that has, um, we, we had to go and do it ourselves. We had to learn everything we could about development of apps and APIs and how payment processing works and how we was going to effectively start a marketplace in the middle of a global pandemic when hospitality was the biggest, you know, the most affected industry within that period of time. I know some will probably argue, but we're still, the industry is still feeling the effects of COVID. Um, so we managed to get our heads down for, for six, seven months build a very, very basic MVP that we got out. Uh, we managed six weeks of trading before we had to lock down again because the government in the UK obviously changed the restrictions and said you can't go to you know, bars, you can't go to restaurants anymore, you can't do those sorts of things. Uh, but what we did at that point and during that six weeks of actual trade was we got a lot of understanding and insight into our customer spending habits. So during that six week period, we had, you know, 500 uh, bookings. Uh, we had a couple of hundred customers. So, you know, customers in six weeks were mainly booking twice with us. And we thought, OK, this this is quite interesting. And um, so we learned a lot from that and then effectively had to shut down for another year till August 2021 to relaunch. So what we did during that time was we really honed in our focus on our niche which are nights out which are things like bars um you know it's food as well but everything centered around an alcoholic sort of night out based uh, drinking platform and then we really got to work on our partnerships and, and defining what made us special so things like the individually being able to book for a group booking the things like our partnerships our offers our platform and, and improving that and the one thing that we've always had since we started is we always want to be better. Uh, we never wanted to, you know, we're, we're still at very basic stage of our actual platform, but we never wanted to launch with absolutely every feature we'd ever want on the platform straight away because, you know, you don't know if your customers are going to need that. And we're very lucky in the sense that we have a really strong retention rate of customers currently. And we always have, and we've always had a good organic user rate. And, you know, we don't spend millions on ads or anything like that because we don't need to. It's very much a world of mouth business. And we trust our customers and our partners to tell us, what can be improved and what's important to them because a lot of entrepreneurs have the grand vision in place and we have that as well. But what we don't do is we don't focus on delivering it right now because 
it takes a period of time to get to that end goal and you constantly need to reinvent and redevelop and improve the platforms that you you know you're repping out there and you're pushing out to the consumer and your partners as well so we're a you know a marketplace so we have customers and users and then we have merchants that we have to deal with as well so it has to be right for both parties um so we relaunched the platform in in, in august 2021 did uh, you know since then we've done 12 13000 bookings uh, in, in that period of time we're expanding relationships with both venues uh, university partners um and a lot of other things we've got a very exciting international announcement that's that's coming soon uh, but i'm not sure on when this pod's meant to be going out so i can't i don't know if i can say too much at the moment um but yeah i mean coming into the new year and into 2022 we've done over 500,000 pounds worth of um of gmv on the platform um you know we're we're, we're primed and ready to go for a, a huge 2022 which we'll see us in 10 uk cities um you know looking to sort of run, run the show on that side of things a lot of exciting appointments that, you know, senior appointments in the business. We've got another fundraising round that's going on at the moment, which we've had a lot of commitment for already. Um, so, you know, it, it has been a hell of a journey. We've had ups and downs consistently throughout that journey. The You know, the amount of times I wanted to give up and sort of walk away from it. I know that's the same for my two co-founders is it, it, it's, it's crazy. It's a crazy amount of time because when it's your baby um, and when it's your business and you're passionate about it, it hurts when when things go wrong wrong and and we've had that you know we've had people that have investors or advisors that have came to us and said you need to change the color of the brand you need to change your name it's not going to resonate it's not cool enough it's not this it's not that we've had people that have tried to you know stop us because the nightlife industry hasn't changed much in the last 30 years it's still relatively the same we've had people that have you know understood a part of something and got it completely wrong and sort of dragged my name personally through the mud when doing it saying I have no experience in this field and saying this to people ultimately I want to impress we've had knockback you know thousands of knockbacks from investors from VCs from everyone you can think of from venues and it's it's been a test of resilience the most and also continuous and, and constant development and trying to be one percent better every day but that's what I say to the team we've got to be one percent better you don't need to make huge huge leaps all the time you don't need to earn in you know go to from earning 10k a month to 100k a month it's always you've got to do things in the meantime that will get you to that so you know we we really focus on the little goals and celebrating the little wins because this journey is not one for the faint-hearted you know it's just not any entrepreneurial journey isn't and I've been there in the past where you know my previous businesses where I, I, I lost because I gave up you know um I, I didn't have the passion or the drive for it and this is a, a complete difference now Okay, uh, that is a very detailed uh, story, and uh, thank you so much for that. One takeaway, I think I've got two takeaways from what you just said. One is you just uh, you don't need to wait till when everything will be figured out, and you just have to be one percent better every day and just get going and improving every day. And also, this journey is not for the fainted at. Just like you said, you gave up your own first uh your first business, uh, but this time around, uh, you keep going even though uh challenges. All uh, challenges that you mentioned are co- keep coming to you, and you keep going and trying to overcome them and try to fix and solve them as they come. So that is our uh, two insights I would like our listeners to take away from what you just said. So still yes. on the line of uh, your business. So right now, 2022, where is our growth book in revenue like uh, for this particular year? 
So from the, I mean, I'm in markets as students. So generally nothing really happens with students in January and February, and then they go home in May. But year to date, we're sat at about 500 grand um, in, in, in revenue. So we've had some really, really, really strong months and a lot of transactions and um, di- different, you know, bits and pieces like that. So we really are pushing towards breaking through uh, at least a million this year, if not more. Um, we've got our expansion plans right. So we, we focus quite heavily on growth hacks and ensuring that actually we can keep a uh, really strong organic user base that are engaged with us. That's really important to us. And we've got a way in which we can scale that whilst keeping costs minimal, which is you know important to uh, our shareholders and uh, you know future investors. But yeah, we, we've done half a million a year to date. Okay, awesome. So for the sake of uh, people who are out there listening to these entrepreneurs who want to build something like yours, so can you share with us one growth uh, strategy that has worked well for you? Listen to your customers. That, that's so important. I think that every founder should be involved in customer service in one frame or in, uh, you know another because if you, you – you, and this is a hard thing that – you know, I had to learn and I learned this this journey rather than my two previous businesses because I didn't know anything about the sector I was moving into. And it was brand new, both, you know, on the tech side of things, but also on the hospitality side, how bars are operated, how nightclubs are operated, how restaurants operate, um, you know, on both sides as well, you know, like I said, on the tech side as well. But what what's important is I heard this saying and it said you have two ears and one mouth for a reason. Uh, and you shouldn't think that ultimately you've got all the answers because especially for us, we're a first to market across the globe that we know, you know, no one's done this before, but what we can do is take bits and pieces from everyone we speak to and and learn from what we're told, what we could improve on and not being, take your ego out of it a lot of the time, because, you know, it's in, you are incredibly passionate and generally entrepreneurs are quite egotistical, uh, but take your ego out of it. Your customers ultimately are the people you're trying to sell the product to. And that could be anything from selling someone, I don't know, a hat, to a subscription model, to a service, to a product, whatever it is, you have to listen to how to improve your your business. And that could be, um, you know, that could be the tech, that could be the design, that could be UX, UCX, Interfit, whatever it is. You don't know about that because you're not speaking to your customers. So it's always important to actually listen to people, listen to your customers. They're the ones that pay the bills for you every month. They're the ones that recommend it to friends. Listen to your customers and improve based on that. That'd be my key bit of advice and the, the, the most fundamental strategy of any business is good customer service and that just doesn't mean being polite to an email or whatever it is that means actually taking the time to talk to your customers and understand where you can improve what you do well and you know and and that sort of thing so yeah please 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 just speak to your customers and make it a priority as a founder to actually be involved in those conversations okay thanks so much for that tip and i think uh, you are very spot on because without your customers you don't actually have any business and uh exactly uh, okay sure so uh this is my favorite part of this uh podcast where i have to throw uh some questions at my guests and they get back to me with answers so brad can we fire on please okay all right what is one book that you have read that's changed your life or impacted a lot in uh, your management skill or even your business acumen over the years that you like to recommend to our listeners? The Chimp Paradox Theory, without a shadow of a doubt, is the best business book and self-help book I've ever read in my life. Okay, can you share with us a bit of insight that you learned from the book? So what I learned is how to control my emotions better and not make decision based on emotion and to actually understand the data and understand what's being presented to you at that time. It is very hard not to be ruled by emotion, but 
in or, you know in order to succeed you, you have to control your emotions and actually process information better so that is a really good book if you haven't read it you've, you've got to read it it's really good okay thanks for that recommendation uh, is a new book that uh, i'm I'm getting to hear for the first time on this uh, show. And uh, ladies and gentlemen, listeners out there, if you want a link to the book that Brad just mentioned, just head straight to www.thesixfigureentrepreneur.com and just search for Bradley in the search bar uh, over on that page and the show note for this episode will pop up and you can get a link to the book that Brad just recommended. And still talking about book, Brad, if you are to write a book today, what would that book be about? entrepreneurship it, it, it'd be about the, the journey that we've gone on because it's 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 very same but different and you know i there's a lot of talk about um underrepresented founders at the moment and that that's really important i speak to a lot of underrepresented founders and I, i'd sort of consider myself one of those because i you know i didn't go to university i didn't have the the startup or the google internship or the facebook employment or anything like that and it's just about it'd be about being resilient in the face of defeat uh, and actually coming back from that because many times in my life i've been extremely low and you know when i failed in that it felt like absolutely everything to me and it's about picking yourself up and dusting yourself down and really asking yourself how much you want it how much do you want to achieve what you know what what is it because my you know understanding of success personally has vastly changed over the years it used to be about money and and status and having big suits nice cars and and, and that sort of thing and that's fundamentally changed for me what I love about what I get to do now and what Groobook is to me it's about freedom and, and that's really really important to me as a founder and that's what makes it more successful in my opinion is because I don't just see it as a cash cow I see it as a passion as a hobby as something that I love and I can do it for 20 hours a day and I don't feel tired the next day or I, I can get up and redo it it would be about really pursuing something that you're incredibly incredibly passionate about because being a founder is, is not easy at the best of times but it's not easy when it's going wrong uh, and you've got money in the venture or you know you need to borrow money to pay uh, salaries or whatever whatever the hell it is or you've got no money because it's all in the venture and you don't know how you're going to pay your rent or your mortgage or whatever it is it's about it would be about pushing through the bad times uh, in order to sort of revel in the success so you know I, i've said for the last few months that if group books to fail now i could I'd, I'd be i'd be heartbroken but i can look at myself in the mirror and say I, I tried as hard as i damn well could at every given stage i didn't slack i didn't bullshit myself pardon the terminology I, I i tried as best as i could to make it a success and i put everything into it and it's about that and I, you know I, I didn't know that till this journey how important that actually was Okay, that will surely make for a very good book. And uh, out of curiosity, I'm just uh, wondering, like, what has stopped you or what is stopping you from writing that beautiful book that you just talked to us about? Uh, it'd be, I, I think I, my time at the moment is, is the tough one, right? So it's really difficult for me to put any time aside. And I think that I want to have... Um, I, I think this is the wrong word. I think I want to have a story that would be resonatable. So I want it to be something that's read by the masses. And unfortunately, you don't really get that status unless you get to an exit or you get to an IPO or something like that. So I think it, 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 if and when we get there to be in a global business, then I'll probably will sit down when I've exited uh, the business, whether that be via an IPO or, or a uh, an exit, a traditional exit. I, you know, I'll definitely want to sit down and write one at, at some point. Okay, that is very, very awesome. Uh, that's making a whole lot of sense. So outside of business, who is Brad? 
Who's Brad? Brad's a um, oh dear, that's that's a crazy question. But Brad's a, a big boxing fan. Um, I've got three dogs that I, I love extremely a lot. Other than that, it, it really is just business, and a lot of founders will understand and appreciate this. But it does consume your life, so um, it, you know it's it's one of those that. I don't get much time to do anything else anymore. And that's, a, you know, comes with getting older and more responsibilities and, and things like that. But I, I love what I do. So it doesn't feel like work to me. But um, yeah, I'm, I'm a big boxing fan. Uh, watch it, you know, most weekends and go to as many shows as I can. Um, and I'm a dog dad. That's principally what I am, right? So wow. <laughs> just those things, really. <laughs> okay, that's cool. You know, uh, this one question I always love to, I'm very curious to ask my guest on this show. You know, as an entrepreneur and as a founder, as a CEO, as a business person generally, for you to win in business, it takes a whole lot of guts and uh, you surely have to be very special in one particular way. So what is that one superpower you, you think you've got that has contributed to your winning in business and in life? Uh, I'm, I'm relentlessly positive all of the time. Um, and I have a very unique way of breaking situations down. So if something's going really wrong, and this goes for personal life and, and friends and family as well, I'm very good at cutting through the, the the BS of the situation and actually finding a solution to it. Um, so that again, that could be personal life or, or, or work related. If there's a problem, I look at the problem and think of the solution, and I, I can calm people down quite quickly because I, I, I you know, I, I talk in a low mannered volume and just try and get to the solution straight away and then actually outline the problem because sometimes something scares you immediately because you think of the worst case scenario all of the time you don't think of the 50 other scenarios that you could potentially get through or that you you, you could make happen in the meantime so it would be it would be that it would be be staying positive but also being able to relentlessly cut through um issues and actually turning them into solutions rather than just letting them overwhelm you okay Awesome. So uh, you talk about your superpower. So there should be one thing you are struggling with or you struggle with as a business person and as an entrepreneur. So what would that be? Um, it's a tough one. So I think the, the one things, the, the things I, I can struggle with is, I, you know, it's being positive is great in one sense, but it's also quite negative in another sense. Uh, and I, I can not neglect things that, that I do, but I, I certainly let other people handle things that I don't like um, because I'm not, if I don't like doing something, I'm generally very good at it. And I don't know if that's it. You know, a, a lot of people have said that I potentially got an ADD or something like that because I struggle to retain information if I don't like the subject, if that makes sense. Um, so that's something that I'm trying to work on is to sort of, even if I don't like something, find a way to like it or find an aspect of it I like so that I'm not, shortchanging anyone else so that way I can keep a good understanding of everything that's happening in the business rather than just the things that I want to keep track of if that makes sense so things like um uh, social media or anything like that I'm, I don't really I'm, I don't do the social media thing um really and it doesn't enthrall me or like I, I'm not sort of one of these people that scrolls on Instagram for hours I don't even have it I, you know Facebook's the same um or anything like that because I feel like I don't get value from it However, as, a, as an operator of a business and as a founder, I know how crucial that could be, but I generally leave that to other people. And something I'm trying to do is actually learn a lot more about how to be successful on that side of things and, and to 
offer input where I can on that side of things by being a little bit more interested in it. So I've tried to sort of follow other entrepreneurs and other businesses that do social media incredibly well and learn about how they did it, why they did it uh, and that sort of thing. So yeah, I'd, I'd say, you know, understanding things I, I don't like better is something that I'm trying to work on at the moment. Okay. Awesome. So uh, before we say goodbye on this episode, uh, can briefly, uh, in just a few minutes, can you just tell us, for someone like you at your stage of uh, entrepreneurship, what would be your best advice or, uh, from the lesson you have learned in your entrepreneurial journey? Never take anything for granted would be up there. So don't, you know, just because someone tells you your product's awesome um, and, you, you know, it doesn't mean that it's going to be used by masses. Uh, understand your niche is is very important as well so understand what you're trying to build if you're trying to build something generic it nine times out of ten won't work just because you know it's been done or there's nothing special about it so don't you know try to make something different and actually fit a niche group of customers whether that's uh businesses or that's 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 consumer consumer that it's it's completely up to up to you on on that side of things um don't ever think you'll get funded very easily because it's, it's damn hard. And, you know, we've got, we're very lucky that we, we, we've had, you know, after this round, we'd raise about 750k in investment as well. Um, but it, it's been really hard and we've had 20 times more no's than we've had yeses. We've spoke to thousands of investors over the years and been backed by less than 15. Um, so it's a case of you've got to find your believers in the product and, um, excuse me, the believers in yourself as well, because that's important. So don't ever think that, you know, you, you are going to get funded easily because you've got a, a great idea or, you know, that doesn't mean anything. Um, build an MVP very quickly. So don't, like I said earlier, you know, there's no, there's never going to be a good time to launch a business. There's just not. Um, so make sure you get something out of there and don't worry about that. It's not the final goal or everything you wanted it to be. Just get it out and get feedback and start getting pilot customers and, you know, start showing that there is some legs in the business just for your own peace of mind as well. Um, don't run either. You know, don't, don't try and run into the sunset and think that in a year's time, you're going to get an exit. There's no such thing as an over, overnight success. It takes a long, long time to build a very profitable business. And I look up to people like um, Elon Musk, Jeff Bezos, um, James Watt, um, you know, Richard Branson, those sorts of people. They didn't build businesses overnight. It took, you know, decades for Amazon to make profit because that that wasn't the model. Understand that and don't be embarrassed by that, but also understand it's a journey. It's not a sprint. Uh, and then the last piece of advice, you know, that I, I keep sort of harping on about and going on about is stay resilient and stay hungry because ultimately you're the driving force behind it. If you're not passionate, you're not working hard. How can you expect people around you to work hard? You've got to be the person that carries the water a lot. And as a founding CEO, it's an extremely lonely place at times. Um, so you have to stay mentally sharp. You have to stay resilient and be willing to run through everything and have plan A, B, C and D because it's not always going to go right. In fact, it goes wrong a lot more than it down goes right. So stay resilient and stay hungry um, would be my, my key bits of advice for anyone. Okay, thanks so much. You've shared a lot of uh, values for us on this episode and a lot of insight and lessons. So uh, before we say goodbye, where can we connect with you online and where can we uh, access all the good stuff that you have been creating over the years? 
So um, best place to catch me is LinkedIn. I'm a huge advocate of LinkedIn for B2B. Um, so I'm just a, a Bradley Goff, to be honest with you. I'm also uh, on Twitter, although it's a quite a new sort of space for me. But my, if anyone wants to sort of catch me on, on Twitter, it's Brad D. Goff uh, as well. That's G-O-U-G-H. That's pretty much where you can find me. Groovebook is, um, just, you can just search Groovebook on the App Store or the Play Store uh, or online and you'll come across what we're up to over here. Um, we've got a big sort of blog post coming out next month because it, it's a, it's our third anniversary. So I'm writing a little bit more uh, similar to what we've spoke about today in terms of the journey that it's actually been. Yeah, a few more sort of details and, and images and photos and screenshots and, you know, things like that. Uh, that's going to be quite interesting. So you can check us out on our, on our, on our blog site as well. Okay, thank you so much, Bradley. And our ladies and gentlemen, listeners out there, I have been having an awesome conversation with Bradley for the past a few minutes. And it has been a very awesome time where he has shared with us a lot of insights and lessons he has learned along the line of building his business from the scratch to where it is today. So thank you so much, Bradley, for jumping on this show with me and for sharing all the lessons and everything that you are learning. We salute you. We, we celebrate you for keeping the entrepreneurial fire burning and even for being a motivational factor to people out there uh, who are aspiring to be in your shoe and uh, build something like you have done. So thank you so much. And uh, we salute you and we celebrate you. Thank you very much, buddy. It's been a pleasure to chat. Okay. So uh, until we meet again on the, another episode of the Six Figure Entrepreneur Podcast, I'm saying goodbye. And uh, also, I'm saying goodbye to Brad. And uh, next time, uh, we'll have another guest on this show. So bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Six Figure Entrepreneur Podcast. For more episodes and the show notes for this episode, visit www.thesixfigureentrepreneur.com. And I would love for you to leave a review on iTunes if this episode has been of value to you. See you next time on another episode of the Six Figure Entrepreneur Podcast. And until then, keep building and keep the entrepreneurial fire burning.